look, you've got to add success to yourself before you add success to others. You've got to have something to give away. And in our society today, I know this is going to sound unbelievable, but there's a lot of people who feel shamed for their success. on average read 60 books per year. Many attribute their professional success to this persistent quest for new wisdom and innovative excellence. MentorBox makes it easy for you to develop that same high-achieving habit of lifelong learning. As a person of action, you know that true ingenuity is the result of deep learning and knowledge. And just by listening to this podcast, you are working toward your goals every single day. If you are ready to wholly embrace this mindset, that 1% better every day, then check in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes. And if you want to dive deeper into the teachings of our guests, become a member at MentorBox.com today. There you'll find a lesson from today's guest, Scott Hogel. Scott is a Senior Vice President of Sales at iHeartMedia, the organization with the largest reach of any radio or TV outlet in America, more than a billion listeners monthly. His 25 years in sales and executive leadership have also earned him a spot with the John Maxwell Company, the United States' top leadership training program responsible for the ongoing success of McDonald's, Expedia, and Microsoft, just to name a few. His new book, Persuade, is not your typical book on influence. Hogel believes that it can help anyone seeking to improve their relationships in business as well as in their social and romantic lives. We discuss this by keying in on a particular concept— Hogel's differentiation of success and significance. By the end of this conversation, you'll be able to answer the following question. What season of success are you in? Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mentor Box podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Lay, content coordinator, and today I'm joined by Scott Hogel. He's a senior vice president at iHeartMedia, and he's also the author of the book Persuade. Scott, how are you today? It's, it's been great working with you. Great. Thank you, Tyler, and I'm so honored to be on the show with you today. Great. Glad to hear it. Uh, tell me a little bit about Persuade. Let's start right there. Persuade me to buy the book Persuade. Persuade you to, why should you buy the book Persuade? <laughs> That's a great question. I get asked it all a lot. Let me tell you a little bit about the book. It went number one very early on new releases on Amazon. Also, Barnes & Noble picked up the book for their brick and mortar stores. Now, to give you an idea what a big deal that is, there's 2.2 million books published a year in the United States. Barnes & Noble picks up less than 5% for their brick and mortar stores. So the book is in demand, but there's a number of what my publisher would call superpowers that the book has. So much of why people buy books are one, the cover, but two, the endorsements. I've got more big time endorsements than a lot of bestsellers have, and this is my first book. I was very fortunate. I had Tom Hopkins write the forward, who is the number one sales trainer in the world. Mark Cole from the John Maxwell Company gave me a great endorsement. Kevin Hall. Brian Tracy has a quote on the front cover of the book. So I've been very blessed having a lot of people put their arms around me in the form of endorsements saying, gosh, you got to hear what Scott Hogel has to say. So although I'm supposed to be the one doing the persuading, here's your first (laughs) persuasion principle today. It's better if somebody else honors you than you honor yourself. So I'll let my endorsers do the talking. But if the list that are endorsing the book is any indication, 
I think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I'll add one to that too. We we just sat on the couch and we actually looked through the book. I think it's structured in a very intriguing, very effective way. So, and you can clarify if I'm getting these a little bit wrong as we go through, but each chapter has sort of three sections in it that yes. have, uh, you do like one mnemonic device with an acronym of the sort of identity that you want to, that you want people to embrace with whatever principle that is, which might be leadership Absolutely. or relationship development. And then you have usually a list of 10 sort of mini sections dedicated to specific principles or identities, that sort of thing. And each chapter has three different sections like this that break up not only the way that you read the book, but also the format of the writing itself and the way that you think about the ideas that you're putting out there. And you also throw a bunch of quotes in there. There's there's quotes all over the place that also break up the text and remind you to think about the individuals that are helping you put these thoughts forward. You know, if, if I could say I had, had one goal for the re- the goal for the writer, by the way, is that the reader will turn the page. My goal for the reader, though, is that they can find things quickly. We all have time poverty today. We, you know, so there's a lot of meat and potatoes in Persuade, but you'll be able to find quickly what you need, whether you're looking in the table of contents. We even used, I know this is going to sound kind of publisher geekish, if you will, <laughs> but we even used the bold feature in larger fonts and a lot of quotes. So people can flip through a chapter very quickly and get a very fast sense of what they're in for and go right to the section they want. Yeah, little nuggets is a term that you use a lot and something that we use at MentorBox a lot too. That's so key is having something that you can just latch onto, just opening up a page, not only as, you know, like a technique to, to grab readers, but also as a reader, you want to see that. You want to be brought into a page and you want to be absorbed by it. And that sometimes takes, you know, a a significant quote or just something spatially different on the page, which is how you, you know, format your quotes and everything too. Well, into your point, Tyler, everybody wakes up with a different issue every day, right? You have a new customer, a new challenge, something you're facing. You don't have time to read three chapters in the morning before you rush off to work or sit through an hour in an audio book. You want to turn on persuade in the car, or you want to flip through a couple of pages and in 10 minutes, get what you need for the day. And all of a sudden you're a more effective communicator, connector, and shall I say persuader as well. Mm Mm-hmm. During our workshop today at the MentorBox studio, there was one thing that hit me the hardest, and this was your differentiation between success and significance. Mm -hmm. I want to dive into this as much as we can because I think the term success gets thrown around a whole lot referring to people who are in, in some way or another prominent, wealthy visible in the public sphere. There, there's just so many different ways of thinking about what success is. And I think a lot of the time we just kind of let it go and, and just use it as a catch-all. But you made this important distinction, and it's so simple, between success and significance. And I'd like you to just explain that if you could. Sure. I think success is, it's more self-focused. It's an issue of adding value to ourselves where significance is other people's focused. It's adding value to them. One is not better than the other. I want to point that out. You know, I talk, I give a five seasons of success seminar, Tyler, and it's interesting. People come up to me at the end a lot of times and they say, gosh, thank you so much for pointing out the fact that success is important because what I talk about success with is I say, look, you've got to add success to yourself before you add success to others. You've got to have something to give away. And in our society today, I know this is going to sound unbelievable, but there's a lot of people who feel shamed for their success because they drive a nice car, they have multiple homes, they've earned it, but yet a lot of people make them feel like, gosh, you shouldn't really have that. Or, And I could tell you story after story, but 
success is important if for no other reason that as you build yourself up, then you have more to give in service to others. And that's what's significant is investing in something that will outlive you where one is about building a life, the other is about building a legacy. Another thing you said is that a lot of people ask you how to find that significance. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways that says to me, and you did mention a few times how to find your purpose, your meaning. There's a lot of different words that are associated with this idea of significance. And I really want to hear your take as to how one can pursue that and discover it. Yeah, I think we're all born with a magnet inside of our hearts. We all have this gravitational pull towards different things. And I like the word calling. I've had a sense of calling in different points of my life to serve different people groups. I think we're all called to a person and a place. Who do you feel called to serve in this season of your life? There's a reason you feel a pull towards this person or that person, why you want to develop here and not over there. So I think following those gravitational pulls is the first clue because when we're obedient to what our instincts tell us in the service to others, we walk through one door, then another emerges. But you've got to catch the first whisper and then take a step towards that. And I think that's when destiny opens up. And that's why legacy is about serving something much bigger than yourself. Are you saying that over time your calling, if you will, has actually changed because you've decided to go after, you know, a different person in a different place in that sense? That's a great, that is a great question. It has actually, and I'll tell you why. I believe throughout the different seasons of life, I think different areas of giftedness get unlocked depending on our environment, our circumstance, the mentors on our path. And let me illustrate it this way. When I was in my 20s, Tyler, what motivated me then was different than what motivated me in my 30s, which is what's different than motivates me in my 40s. So my purpose is seasonal, and that's what significance is. It's following a purpose greater than yourself. So it does evolve over time because we change. We're not the same people we were 10 years ago. I see things today that I didn't know about 10 years ago. I look for things in people today that I didn't look for 10 years ago. So- 15 years ago, my focus might have been, how do I make more money? How do I pay the bills? How do I do this, this, and that? Now that I've been able to set that aside, because, and don't get me wrong, making a buck's important, I'm able to be more others-focused and focus on other things. And by the way, we're talking about people, but this is important for companies too. Mm-hmm. If you you have an extraordinary amount of entrepreneurs listening here, entrepreneur's goal is to get a company working and get that sucker humming along. But there comes a point where they're able to then do big give back programs to the community. And isn't that the ultimate goal? Mm -hmm. I want to, before we move on, define seasonal, what you're talking about here, because a lot of people might be assuming that we're talking about, you know, winter, summer, spring and fall, but you're talking about these overarching stages of success or of, of development, if you will. Can you go through the five that you list in the book? Sure. I'll go through five very quickly. The first is what I call the season of survival. Maybe you've just started a job. You're your first year. You're trying to figure it out. You're kind of in survival mode. You haven't had a lot of success yet. Or maybe you just quit your job and you started a company. You've bet the bank. You've bet your future on. You're trying to figure it out. It could be the first or second year. It's that stage of the learning process where you're kind of the unconscious and competent. You don't know what you don't know just trying to suck in enough oxygen to get by, right? But then the second season goes into what I call the season of sacrifice. You've kind of made the decision, you know what, I'm here to stay. The season of sacrifice is what I call the trade-off season. You're giving up to going up. You know, there's an interesting um, movie that Mel Gibson created years ago. It was called The Passion, The Passion of the Christ. Mm -hmm. When people think of the word passion, they think of a romantic feeling. But here's what the word really means. 
It means the willingness to suffer for what you love. So when we get into the season of sacrifice, that's us making an intentional decision to trade time, resources, energy in order so we can level up. As we go from sacrifice and we start to have a little success, eventually we get to the third season, which is the season of success. You're living up to your ideals. You're successful and maybe in your family, in your faith, in your finances. And you have you seem to have a balance in your life that you didn't have before. And again, that's very important because then that eventually advances to a season of sustainability. It's not enough to be successful one or two years. You've got to have it for a while because once you protect home base, then you can move on to bigger and more altruistic things. You can move on to the season of significance. And I can't emphasize that enough. If you're not successful, you can't help other people become successful. So it's important to build yourself up so you have something to give away. And that's whether that's an issue of money or service or contribution in some way. Get strong yourself in one of the key ways, and you've heard me talk about this thing over and over again, is the theme of mentorship. And that's why I'm such a big fan of what you guys do. (laughs) Tyler, my life has been changed because of the mentors who have come along on my path. And my mentors, by the way, in my early 20s are different than in my 40s now. Oh, I'm sure. And my hope for everyone listening is that they look around them, and one of the greatest things they can do to, to taking that next step towards significance, find someone to serve, and someone to learn from also. Hey, hate to interrupt this conversation with Scott Hogle, but I wanted to remind you where you can learn more about his five seasons of success. Scott shot a series of videos with us, and per usual, they're available exclusively for MentorBox online members. To get access to that and much, much more, visit MentorBox.com. All right, back to the show. Our COO, Jonathan Kendall, refers to what I think you're talking about is as points in the seasons where you, you know, you had a calling somewhere along, you know, maybe the earlier seasons and eventually, you know, you're working your way up to that grand significance. Jonathan Kendall, I've heard him refer to flag posts where you're kind of, you have a goal that fe- that's a sort of a calling that you're working toward, but you sort of know that it's a, that it's a step, it's a stepping stone to something more grand to a, a much larger achievement or significance, something that you're putting out there, something that you're going to give back in the end. Do you see a strong thread between each of these callings that you at one point possessed such that you knew what you wanted to ultimately give back in your stage of significance, in your season of significance? That's a great question. And I really wish I could say yes. I wish I could say I started every journey knowing how it would end. But there's an old saying, we walk by faith, not by sight. I think sometimes we follow these gravitational pulls, these whispers in our life. And we don't really know what's ahead, but we just know it in our bones. You know, when you're nowhere, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to start this relationship. I'm supposed to take this risk. And there's other times where it's, the path is clearly laid out. But to your CEO's point, these, these uh, flag points, you called them? Flag posts, I guess. Flag posts. You've got to have measures and metrics of success. Yes. Yeah. In terms of, so you know, you're on the right road. But I would also say this, if I'm in a season of just success, I'm measuring things differently than I'm in a season of significance. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind too. Make sure you're measuring against the right measuring stick. Mm -hmm. That can be a tough thing to identify is, is what the metrics are for your significance or for your success. Have you found that difficult at points to really identify where you are, you know, a moment of feeling 
kind of stuck, even though you feel like you're making progress, you don't really know what that calling might've been at the time. Yeah. I can't think of a year I haven't experienced my entire life where there haven't been times I felt stuck. Mm -hmm. But I think- That's a relief to hear from you. It is. I appreciate you being candid about that. So look, we're we're going, I keep circling back to the magnet on the front cover of Persuade. I believe there's a magnet inside of every one of us. Yeah. And- there's a issue of stuckedness. Let's call it stickedness. No, I like stuckedness better. I just made that <laughs> word up. I'm going to give this to you in a quote, okay? One of my favorite um, authors, he's no longer with us. His name is C.S. Lewis. He's written things like The Chronicles of Narnia, the, the Witch in the Wardrobe. He has this amazing quote that he used to say, and he used to say this, God whispers to us in his pleasure, but he shouts at us in our pain. So let's go back to the issue of being stuck. If you've got a pain point in your life and it becomes unresolved, it gets louder and louder and louder. I see. Hence you feel stuck. So there's that magnet, which is the stuckedness, if you will, and it's giving you a clue. It's sending you a message that you've got to correct that. So everything happens to a person or a place. I talk about that in the law of the prospector in the seventh chapter. If you're feeling stuck in an area, ask yourself, Who has gone through what I'm going through? One of my favorite proverbs is a Chinese proverb, and it says, if you want to know the way, ask somebody on the way back. (laughs) Tyler, everywhere you want to go, everything you want to experience, someone's taken that journey before. Mm -hmm. Who are they? And I promise you, if you start looking and focusing for those people, you'll find somebody. And that's the gift of mentorship, because when you come on your path, you'll complete something in them, and they will unlock something in you and you'll be unstuck. You've already started mentioning some of your mentors and there are some big names as you've shown. You actually gave me a, like a visual list of them earlier in a little packet that you had. And there are folks in there from Facebook, from Zillow, that I think it's a, a real estate website, something like that. Others from iHeart, of course, and just just all over big, huge, big time sales salespeople. It's really remarkable, and I want to ask you if there's a reason to that diversity of where they come from. Are you yeah. are you seeking out people that can teach you different things from different perspectives? Is there a particular reason that you have such a wide range of these folks? You know, I wanted the reader to hear from other experts, not just myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think one mentor is enough, and that's why there are people who have contributed in from companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, and the list goes on. But mentorship, I've always been very passionate about that. And I shared this earlier in our discussion, nothing's impacted my life more. Because and why is a mentor so important? It allows you to stand on the shoulders of life. You can run faster, you can see farther, you can see the twists and turns in life. And you know, there's an old saying that wise people learn from other people's mistakes, but the wisest of people learn from other people's successes. And that's why I put them in there. I want the reader to experience as much of those wisdom nuggets as possible. And this is going to sound very counterintuitive of what I'm about to say. In fact, I'll illustrate it with a story. The designer of my website, mm-hmm. very good designer, by the way. You should go to scotthogel.com and look at it. They won <laughs> best presentation in the world in 2010. They're very good. But he fought with me over something. On the bookstore tab on my website, Tyler... I have a lot of other authors and books on there. Mm-hmm. It's so against what everybody does today. Everybody's pitching yeah. this, buy my book only. Oh, yeah. That's not my message. You're going to need more than one mentor. I'm one of those people on your path. 
And here's some books that I would personally recommend because they've changed my life. So mentorship is very important to me. My book is one of the things you'll need. I believe it's going to help you in many seasons of your life. And I hope that you take advantage of it today and your audience can pick up a copy. It's available at Barnes & Noble or Amazon. That's that's a really bold thing to do, to put other authors in there alongside you. But I think it's super genuine and it's exactly what your message is. I also want to ask about how you engage with your mentors. You mentioned earlier that you haven't you know, met maybe all of the people that you consider mentors. I'm sure you have met most of them. But how do you define mentor? Let's start with that. Yeah. So let me, let me before I answer your question, let me just say that I want to tell you what I think the secret to success is. Mm-hmm. I figured this out over the years. <laughs> the secret to success is becoming a student. And I think it's not just important what you learn, but who you learn from. And again, anything you want to learn or eventually one day become a master at, you've got to become an apprentice first. Mentors need mentees as much as mentees need mentors. So some mentors I've been able to get up close and share life on life with. Others, I've bought their books or their audiobooks and I spend time with them. I do what you do. I write out workbooks almost like as if I'm, I'm letting them teach me. And I've learned how to become a student over the years. And nothing has contributed to my success more than that. I want to get this straight. Your, your key to success is becoming a student. That's the verb becoming. The word becoming is, it's a starter verb. It, 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 impl- it nice implies catch. a start. It's I feel like I've just been You're caught. Becoming. <laughs> That's really cool because yeah. it's, you're saying, you know, it's not something that you complete or you do or you overcome or you discover. I mean, it is a discovery in a way, but it's the start of something. There, there's an implication of a start or, you know, a journey ahead. And that's the, that's the key to success. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people just want to get by. They want to get on one of those plateaus that, um, you know, we talked about in the five seasons of success. But I believe that if we're willing to reach out and grab the hold of that, de- grab a hold of the tail of destiny, we can grab that wing and it can just take us to places we can't even imagine. But we have to be willing to keep growing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and this is going to sound like a shameless plug for your company. <laughs> you and I've spent a number of hours together at this point. Yep. I keep circling back around to mentors. When my publisher first called me and said, are you willing to come and meet with mentor? The name alone just caught my attention. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean- So anyone who's listening to this podcast, if they're one of your members and it's so affordable to join, they've already made the the most important decision that they can make in their life. They've recognized the fact that they're surrounded by a great cloud of of successful people who can speak into the life and help them accelerate on the road to success. And that's why I'm such a fan of MentorBox. I'm glad you see the value in that. Absolutely. I've been the beneficiary of mentors my entire career. Mm -hmm. You can't succeed, and frankly, you can't get the significance without them. I want to wrap up with one simple question for you. What keeps you up at night? What a great question. You know, the hardest thing for anybody to say is, I don't know. One of the principles in the law of discovery is the person asking the question sets the direction of the conversation, mm-hmm. which is what I've just done here. <laughs> but what keeps me up at night? It changes because that's seasonal too. I have a teenager who's about to graduate high school and he's about to go off to college. 
that keeps me up at night. I listen to Rod Stewart's song, Forever Young, and I start to tear up because I'm about, <laughs> my son's about to leave home. And it's this, the idea of sending your kid off to this, to a place where thousands of kids are going to be 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds with no adult supervision. It just terrifies the heck out of me. And the only confidence I have is that it's been going on for years. But um, but that's what's keeping me up in this season. And um, But that's a fabulous question. I'm glad you think so. What season are you in right now? You can be in different seasons at different times. In my broadcast career as a senior vice president of sales for iHeartMedia, I'm in success and in significance. I figured out the significance piece. I figured out how to use this extraordinary asset and company I work with in the service of others beyond just making a buck. There's, we're able to save countless lives through fundraising for charities and organizations. There's businesses. I've had people come to me before, entrepreneurs, business owners who bet the bank. They've come to me, Scott, if it wasn't for my relationship with iHeartMedia, I wouldn't be here today. So... I'm on multiple seasons there, but as a new best-selling author, I was going to say, <laughs> so I'm significant. You're I've, passing your wisdom on. That's huge. It is, but there's parts of that journey I'm still in survival mode because I honestly don't know what I don't know in some of these things. So I've gotten a little bit lucky. I've had a little bit of early success. I didn't write Persuade to become a platform of significance, but that's what it's turning into. Mm-hmm. And we don't have time to tell the whole story. <laughs> you'll have to buy the book or... We'll bring you back sometime. You'll we'll have, have to subscribe to MentorBox <laughs> to hear the real reason why I wrote Persuade. But um, yeah, but um, fabulous questions. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I sincerely appreciate your transparency and your candor with these questions. I just want to let you know. So thank you so much. Thank you. Everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Tyler Lay, content coordinator here with Scott Hogel. Make sure to pick up a copy of Persuade. It's a fabulous book. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the MentorBox podcast. If you want to learn more about what our authors, as well as all of our authors teach, make sure to sign up at mentorbox.com. And if you like the MentorBox podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts, as that helps us get discovered by more people who will enjoy and be helped by what we do over here at MentorBox. Also, if you think of anyone who would enjoy or be helped by what we do here at MentorBox, be sure to let them know. We do what we do at MentorBox to try to make the world a better place through the incredible education our authors bring. And we can only do that through your help. So please... Help us spread the word. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next MentorBox podcast.